0: Welcome, and thanks for joining me on the Grow With Us podcast, where we meet company leaders who started their careers here as frontline employees to talk about their career journeys, learnings, and advice for fellow Cox employees. I'm your host, Ken Grandland. Today's guest is Latasha Hines, Vice President of Solutions Enablement at Cox Communications. Latasha started with Cox as a supervisor out of our Chesapeake office, and has dedicated nearly 20 years of growing her career right here with us. Welcome, Latasha. Let's dive in and learn more about you and your time here at Cox.
1: Yeah, so first of all, I'm really excited to be here today and and so thank you for the opportunity. So I'll give you a little bit of my background. I'm originally from a very small town in Virginia. Um, I went to high school in Virginia. I did my undergraduate and graduate all in Virginia. I absolutely love home. Uh, When I say I'm from a very small town, I truly mean small, I did a Google, uh, probably about a week or so, because I was uh, having a conversation with my daughter. And the population is literally 500 people. Um, my parents are still in the small town, so it's a place where you know everyone knows everyone. and You know people's family; they know yours. so very close knit. So I learned very early in life that relationships matter, um, and so you know I place a ton of value in the relationships that I have caring about people beyond the work getting done and wanting to see people do their best, that has all shaped my leadership style. And I think it aligns very well with uh, COPS values uh, even now. Um, prior to COPS though, I worked for a credit card company called Capital One, I worked there during my undergrad uh, time, did some, uh, you know, stints in between and eventually landed with Verizon Online. But uh, I would I want to say maybe two to three years after being with Verizon, I was laid off, and so that's actually how I ended up at Cox. So it's it's funny how things happen because that layoff was probably the best thing that could have happened to me, though I didn't realize it at the time.
0: Wow, thanks for sharing all that, Latasha. Small town. See, I tell people that I come from a small town because my high school had about five hundred people. But oh, that's your whole town was five hundred people. That's awesome. great. Yeah. And that gives you that opportunity, like you said, to really learn more about the people that are around you, to build those relationships and those experiences that have brought you to where you are today is exactly what we want to talk about a little bit. So you've been with Cox for almost 20 years. What was it about Cox that initially made you want to come and start your career here?
1: I came in for an interview at Cox. And I interviewed with my former bosses, uh, Jeff Merritt and Dot Thib, who are actually still with the company today. And I really got excited about the company, but it was because of them. I started thinking, wow, if Cox is anything like these people, then I'm going to work there. In many ways, to me, the people that I work with at Cox give me that same feeling of home.
0: So it's that sense of family, that sense of, hey, you're not just a number here. We actually care about you. That's been a big part of not only your career, but of why you've stayed with the company. All right. So you started out with Cox as as a supervisor across multiple roles in the Chesapeake office, right? So what kind of lessons did that experience give you that you maybe are using today in your in your role as vice president of solutions enablement?
1: Yeah, Good. good question. So... Um, To start, I came into COPS as a frontline leader. And back then, I had team members who worked uh, like this part-time shift from five to nine, which meant I didn't always have the support I needed if I was uh, bringing new hires in to get them trained and get them, you know, kind of ready to go. So what that really taught me and sticks with me to this day is, you know, sometimes you have to do things that might not be the most attractive to accomplish what you need. Really rolling up your sleeves, learning your space, and leaning in to make sure the team is successful, that was a really early lesson to me that I still apply today, building partnerships and connections before you need them. Networking is so very important. And for a long time, I was heads down making sure the work got done. Um, but what I realized is that getting the work done is table stakes, and and we're all expected to you know, kind of get the work done, but imagine the value you bring to an organization when you're out sharing the good work that your team is doing, learning about what other teams are doing. It all helps you understand the business better and make better decisions. And so um, the last thing I'd say here is that I learned about executive presence um, and the importance of showing up well, preparation, planning, being able to tell a concise story all of those things are important as a leader and things that I still apply today.
0: Oh, that's a lot that you that you put out there. I hope people were taking notes like I was because there's some really good advice there for anybody, no matter what level you were at in the organization. You talked about relationships again, Latosh, and we hit on that at the very beginning. So I want to ask you a little bit about mentorship. That's a special kind of relationship, right? And you touched on mentorship a little bit earlier, but what what role has that played for you in your career journey?
1: My short answer to this is that you know mentorship is so very important. And over the years, I've had the privilege of having many leaders um, mentor me both formally and informally. And I've been exposed to things that I might not otherwise be privy to. It's put me on initiatives and open doors that I couldn't have done independently. Um, one example I'd share is that when I first transitioned to Atlanta, um, I set up time with um, who was then the VP of sales operation, um, Sheila Hicks. Um, I remember sitting in her Lake Earn office, office and, and I shared with her all of the things that I had done in the past and what I was interested in. She shared with me. Um, you know, things that she's working on and what's important to her. You know, fast forward a couple of years, um, she ended up reaching out to me to ask if I would be willing to help her on an initiative that she was leading. And so, and so of course I said yes, but just long story short, that interim assignment became a permanent role. Um, I mean, this was a complete career pivot for me because I had never been involved in any type of technology implementation before, but I learned (laughs) fast. And so I'd even go so far as to say I may not be in my current role if it were not for that mentor-mentee relationship, because what I am responsible for today is very similar, but on the operations front. Um, So I took us a a little bit down a rabbit hole there, but my point is that mentorship for me has been so important. Um, I like to You know, surround myself uh, with people who have common goals and who I can learn from. And I also do a good amount of formal and uh, informal um, mentoring myself because I know firsthand the significance um, that it can have on someone's career and, and success journey.
0: That's an amazing story. And it's it's really neat to remind folks that those one-off assignments can sometimes take you in a place that you never expected. And it kind of leads me to to the question, or maybe this is the answer you've already given it, but was there a, a specific career move or, or decision that really made that difference? Was it this this special project you worked on or was there something else, some other risk you took that really helped move your career along? Um, This first one that I just spoke about
1: with Sheila was absolutely one. I'd say that as long as you're diligent at learning, be willing to do new things and expand your skill set. The other uh, thing that I can think of um, was the time when I applied for that director role with Atlanta when I was still in Virginia. The time came where we were moving from regions to centralizing. And so no one really knew what that meant. But all I knew was that, hey, it doesn't matter what I do. I'll I'll do whatever Jeff needs me to do next. Um, and so he probably wouldn't even remember this if I shared it with him to this day. But he actually prompted me to to apply for that role. Um, and I'm telling you, during that time, I would have followed Jeff to the end of the earth. He was such a, a great leader. Um, but, you know, he I can remember having a conversation with him one day. He said, Latasha you can't get attached to a person, you know, a leader. That leader is always going to be there. And, you know, he was basically telling me not to stall my myself. Um, and it took me a minute to process that, but I think back on it and it was like, wow, that meant so much to me because he wasn't thinking about himself. He was concerned about me and my progress. And so I ended up applying for the role and I got it and the rest is kind of history. But that's a big decision for me because it was the difference between, okay, do you stay regional and, you know, figure out your career path there? Or do you move nationally and, and grow potentially even wider? Um, and so I'm glad I made the choice that I did, but it wasn't an easy decision.
0: That's an amazing story. Yeah, it's easy, it's easy to get comfortable, right? And to feel good about what you're doing and the people you work around. And that's okay, but sometimes that's not the trajectory that you're looking for, right? And so you said when you first came to Cox, it was like, hey, I was getting laid off and I needed to find something solid and secure. And well, I imagine over the 20 plus years, that mindset has changed a little bit. You got in, you got comfortable, you found opportunities. How have your career goals shifted over that 20 year span?
1: I would say, well, early in my career, I knew I wanted to be successful in business um, and have an impact on people. But admittedly, at that time, I equated success to a job title. I realized, though, that being successful and feeling fulfilled in your career isn't synonymous with a job title. That's been a big mindset shift for me, never never chasing a job title. Um, and then I would say... Um, Things that have remained the same, if not grown, is the importance that I place on people. Um, The people, the relationships I have, nurturing those relationships.
0: And it sounds like you've had a lot of great opportunities and a lot of great projects you've worked on. I'm curious what maybe one of your proudest career moments has been so far.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a tough one. I think that one's tough to isolate a single instance. but what I say is that in general, some of my proudest moments are when I see someone who's been on my team or I've had the privilege of mentoring, excelling in their careers. Or, um, you know, I think of three words um, when, you know, I hear you ask this question and it's um, passion, persistence and partnerships. Um, and those are kind of my why's and most things uh, that I do both personally and professionally if you believe in something or someone and you have a passion for it, then you want to see it
0: succeed. Passion, persistence, partnership, and we can add pride to that because all that comes together and gives you some <laughs> proud moments. On the flip side, though, none of us are perfect. There's probably been a, a misstep or a mistake somewhere along the line that you really got some value out of. Uh, and then that's weird to think of mistakes and value, but sometimes they go together. I wonder if you can share one of those moments with us.
1: Well, first, I'd say I don't categorize much as a mistake. I categorize it. It's a, a, a learning. I've, I've learned a lesson um, to some extent. So um, if there was any one thing that I wish I had learned earlier in my career, it was, you you're you probably can guess it, it was you know, getting the partnerships before you need them. There is nothing worse than... Um, You know, sometimes when you're faced with something pretty challenging at work or you're having to deliver something that's pretty large and you have to rely on someone else or someone else's team to accomplish it. But you don't know anyone on on that team who can help you or you can call. So you're kind of calling blindly. If there was any one thing that I wish I had uh, known earlier in my career, it's that. It's that. It's, It's getting out. Understanding, you know, who your partners are, building those connections so that when you need them, they're there to, you know, help you be more resourceful.
0: Well, that's a great piece of advice. You probably could have given that to yourself a long time ago and and said, hey, just follow this one piece and you're going to have success, Right. I want to move into our lightning round. This is where I throw a few basic questions at you. You don't think too hard about it, but you just shout out the right response for you. And that gives us another opportunity to learn a few secrets about Latasha. Are you ready for this? Sure. All right. Let's see. Let's see what we can learn here. So early bird or night owl?
1: Absolutely a night owl.
0: A night owl.
1: Yeah. For the life of me, I've tried to get up at 4 or 5 a.m. I just can't do it. But guess what, I will, you know, I will be up till 2, 3, you know, I'm, I'm okay there, but absolutely a night owl.
0: You can stay up really late, you just can't get up really early. Okay. So, so technically, as you're a night owl, you start to drift into that early bird. Early bird. Maybe you'll both. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
0: Cats or dogs?
1: Absolutely dogs. I have three. I have uh, two Akitans. One is two years old, one is eight months old. And I have a miniature golden doodle who's a year and a half.
0: Well, that miniature golden doodle is going to get outpaced by those Akitas. They can get pretty big, can't they?
1: They are huge, but he is the boss of them both.
0: He probably was listening to some of your advice. Try hard things, right? Do stuff that (laughs) no one expects of you. (laughs) All right, last one for you. How do you wind down at the end of the day after work?
1: Uh, Cardio. Um a good Netflix or Hulu series or documentary. And I listen, I love Element or any light. I'm a lifetime movie.
0: <laughs> there you go. Look in someone else's challenges to relax a little bit, right? <laughs> that's all
1: right, that's all right.
0: Well, thanks Latasha for giving us such a great view into your career journey. And thanks to all our listeners out there today. We hope our conversation with Latasha is giving you some insights on how to plan your own career journey. I'm your host, Ken Granlund, and I hope you'll come back for the next episode of the Grow With Us podcast.